Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome, everyone, to the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Trainer. Thank you for listening. Good show. This week, we got Paul Bizanet, a.k.a. Biz Nasty. Talk about his rise as a NHL media superstar. And then we have Sal Licata for our Train of Thought segment that we do every week for this episode. If you missed last week, Brian Curtis from The Ringer was on to go through the latest sports media news. Richard Deitch two weeks ago. Joe Davis from Fox Sports three weeks ago. If you missed any of those, any of those go into the archives, check them out, subscribe. And uh, if you leave a review, I'll read it here on the podcast in the train of thought segment with Sal this week, we did read some Apple reviews. So you'll get to that right after biz nasty. So let's get right to it right now. Paul Bissonnette followed by train of thoughts right here on the SI media podcast. All right. Joining me now, I could not be more thrilled. We go way, 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 way back. And now he's a media superstar, superstar from Spit and Chicklets, very popular Barstool podcast, and TNT's NHL pregame show, Biz Nasty, Paul Bissonette. Biz, how the heck have you been, man? It's been too long. What's it been? At least over a year. Yeah, definitely. Well, you got, you know, you got your TNT gig, and now you're in the upper stratosphere of media moguls. I don't, hey. You, hey, I haven't changed one bit. I love hanging out with everybody. You know, I like snapping around and uh, maybe I've changed my Twitter antics a little bit, buddy, but uh, still the same guy that we used to go back and forth with. I remember you used to do that, like the SI, uh, the swimsuit stuff when Jamie Edmondson was coming on. Oh, yeah. I actually was training at a local spot here and uh, she ended up marrying Evan Longoria. Yeah. And and he's yep. training in there. What a nice guy. Big uh, Tampa Bay Lightning fan. So obviously he's been all jazzed up through this playoff run again. Yep. 
So uh, the the worlds uh, worlds collide, and it's all coming full full circle. He's a great dude, Evan. Um, this is bad for podcasting, but this will be on YouTube. So I just want to point out two things. If anyone's watching on YouTube, one business chair might be the biggest chair I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. Yeah, I mean that is amazing. I took it two, from Shaq in, in at TNT. I actually stole that, it out of his uh, out of his room there. Even Shaq would be comfy in that chair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then the other thing is I'm a little disappointed that you went with a hat. I wanted to see what the dome looked like after you lost that bet. What do we okay, got? So now? I just I just bicked it completely. So it's starting to grow back a little bit. I just started fre- uh, fresh, clean cut. <sighs> now, for those of you who don't even know what we're talking about, I lost the bet. I was so confident in the Calgary Flames this year and how they were playing defensively. I thought they had a way better overall team. And you know, there's something in Canada called the Battle of Alberta. There's two teams in Alberta, Edmonton, Calgary, and Edmonton was really struggling. So my podcast mate, who I host Spit and Chicklets with, he bet me that he would get his left ear pierce if Calgary advanced farther than Edmonton. And at that point in the season, they had no goaltending. I think they were even out of a playoff spot, although they have McJesus, McDavid, the best player in the world, and Dreisaitl, who's probably like the third or fourth best player. They ended up storming back, and they met in playoffs in the second round. And sure enough, Edmonton ends up beating Calgary, and I had to get the top of my dome shaved on national television from Ryan Whitney. So I looked like a buffoon. I had the what do you call it? What would you call it? The top I, I, shaved off. I don't. I mean, I don't know what it's if if, if, if there's an official name. Like you had you the bat, you had the bat wings on the side, and then the middle was gone, which was a tremendous look. Like it's kind of like the cul-de-sac and, and a guy that you love, the George Costanza. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. It was very George <laughs> Costanza. It was very. But now it, you're you were allowed to shave it all and go full ball. That seems like it might be breaking the spirit of the bet. No, no, no. So the whole bet was I had to keep it for one week. So okay, it up, okay. I was fortunate. So I ended up getting it cut on national television on TNT. Yeah. And thank you so much to TNT because they were so great at, uh, you know, snapping around with the podcast all season long because I'm so integrated in the pod and all these silly things <clears> that we're doing. It's hard to ignore it, but they were so generous with, you know, the airspace and uh, allowed uh, and they helped set the whole thing up and air it. Um, but, uh, the, the bet was just keep it for one week. And if I would have kept it, uh, if the series would have kept going to game five, I would have had it for three full broadcasts. But fortunately <laughs> for me, it was a sweep. Colorado eliminated them in four and I, I kept it for the full week and I just shaved my head myself yesterday. So I actually kept it for a little bit longer than a week. Mm-hmm. I fulfilled my bet. I would do not renege on my bets. Clearly. Now, if anyone hadn't, hasn't seen it, I had it in my column and if you just Google you know, biz nasty haircut. You'll see how ridiculous it was. I, I just want to know one thing before we'll move on from that. Did you have any experiences in that week where you either, you know, you went for a coffee, you went to get a bite to eat. You had to go, I don't know, the, the I was going to say the post office. Nobody mails anything. I don't know. Dry cleaners, something like that, where someone saw you and was like, what the fuck is going on here? So I was, uh, yeah, I was pretty good at like, not even wearing a hat because I just had to run around Scottsdale and do my everyday errands. And I was actually hoping to get a tan on the top of my head, you know, get a little sun on it. But yeah, I went to do my dry cleaning. Uh, ladies were kind of like, uh, like, and I didn't say, but I went back to pick stuff off and I was like, yeah, my hair. She goes, yeah, I didn't want to say anything the, the other time you were in here. So definitely a lot of that, a lot of weird looks and like pumping gas. Like what the hell is this person staring at? Oh, okay. Top of my head for crying out yeah. loud. So tons of that going on all over the place. And hey, the humiliation, it's all part of the bet. And uh, yeah. congratulations to Ryan Whitney. 
listen, it got you guys a ton of attention. And that's really what matters at the end of the day. We just, you know, we like much like uh, big cat and PFT, we, you know, we cover some serious stuff, but most of the time we just like joking about the silly stuff. It's just a sport, right? right? You're right. trying to draw the guy's personalities out. You're trying to, you know, joke around about the rumors floating around. Uh, we, tr- we try to really stay away from guys, personal lives when, when, you know, you know, they, the whole Evander Kane thing was going on pretty publicly. And, you know, that, that, you know, we try to just tread lightly and, and move on. Well, that, I mean, that might be the most fat. I don't, I'm not like following every player, but that guy's got some, I, I'm more fascinated by the gambling stuff more than anything else, but I won't put you on the spot with that. I, right I'm now. just more fascinated about like, you know, I, I can only imagine how I would be in play and, 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 you know, maybe going through that, you know, chaos publicly, but holy cow, did he rein it in and play unbelievable. Yeah. He was on pace I know, for like was, a 45 goal season. I think he's going to end up signing another really good contract. Uh, I just, the, 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 I guess the mental strength to, to not have to, uh, or to deal with that publicly and then yet put up those kind of numbers. Like, I don't know, understand how you do that. Yeah. It seems like there's controversy with him every day. Um, so let me, I want to, I want to talk about you and TNT and, and with Spit and Chicklets as well, but I just want to know, I, I want to start at the beginning because we haven't had you on since you went to TNT and just some backstory for listeners, you know, Biz was an enforcer in the NHL, was happy to mock himself for his lack of goal scoring and all that, became a huge superstar on Twitter with Biz Nasty. Then it was Biz Nasty 2.0. You came back with vengeance. We won't even get into some of the stuff you used to tweet about. It was all fun and good behind the scenes look at, at what the life of an NHL player is like. Then you retire, you go to Barstool, Spit and Chicklets becomes huge monster numbers for that podcast. Tell me, though, how it happens with TNT. Were you shocked they made it, uh, uh, an inquiry? How did it all happen where you got the TNT gig? Yeah, so we actually got this guy who come, he's came on the podcast once. He interacts with us, and it's Wit's buddy. His name's Foley. Uh, he's a prankster, and we've joked around a lot about the pranks he's pulled off on, on current NHLers, former NHLers. I thought he was emailing me and pranking me, so I sent it to my buddy Jeff Jacobson, who Jeff has been, you know, instrumental in helping me, you know, uh, you know, get to places and, and and execute ideas and fun things, and um, and he's been had his hands on really everything I've done since I retired, and um, and so he was like, no, I'm pretty sure it's legit, and then we ended up lining up a, a phone call and then talked about coming in for for a tryout, and and we lined up the tryout. I ended up going there. And, you know, it, it was great. It, it was fun, right? They, they explained how they were going for the same type of look from inside the NBA of, you know, we, we don't want guys staring at the teleprompter. We just want personalities talking about the game passionately. And, you know, it can, it can go off the rails and really doesn't really have like too much structure, but it, but it has some direction. And it was great. Liam was there and Anson was there. They were the two guys that I think had already solidified their jobs and, you know, they were, they, they made it extremely easy. And then we did a couple segments. Uh, you know, they asked me my opinion and, and then rolled clips and do, did everything that you would do throughout a broadcast and threw everything at me. And then they said, Hey, like, you know, we'll reach out to you and, and let you know what goes on. And then, you know, I, I heard back pretty, pretty uh, close after that, that they wanted to work something out. And I think that it's, it's not really a surprise. Um, 
in a sense of like, I was kind of the wild card. Like, I don't think that they knew much about chiclets. I don't really know how much broadcast experience they thought I had. I, I was doing stuff with the Arizona Coyotes, which I think helped me immensely. In, okay, because in- I was going to ask if you thought Twitter was what they really knew you from then. I, you would have to ask them. I don't understand, but obviously that that my name had come up to somebody in the company who then said, hey, I think that we should at least try this guy out because he's got all this crazy stuff going on online. And I don't I don't know exactly know what the what the age demographic was for NHL viewership on NBC. Like I don't really pay. I kind of paid attention to what I was doing with my podcast and I was hyper focused on that. But there was one thing that I, I was confident in. I said, well, you're going to get a ton of pour over from our chicklets fan. I think we average about 750,000 listeners an episode. Some wow. episodes go over a million, some hit, you know, six, six fifty. Um, I think we're hovering right around seven fifty to 800 now through playoffs and thing, you know, things are going well and, and uh, obviously a bounce back effect too from TNT as well. But that's why I'm so grateful that not when I got the opportunity, I think that they saw the bounce back at least socially where it's like that's that's where a lot of advertising dollars are are living nowadays too like there's an audience there and if you can catch their attention here direct them back so um got the call and then i just think that they put this crew together that is you know everybody brings a different element and everybody's so different like you know liam has a soccer background and he you know he's he's obviously been working in network as long as he's been working in network he has an insane motor um, he cares immensely about the product uh, on, on top of, of course, all the experience I just mentioned. Um, Ace as well had that type of experience. Uh, Talk had done some stuff with Philly, um, but he really brought that coach's element. So you have, you know, Ace who has, you know, Ace had some great years. You know, he played with the Sedins. He, he bounced around from different cities and he had that experience. Talk brings that coaching element and, you know, he's very rough and passionate and loves breaking down plays and where the play went wrong. And then on top of that, you throw in Wayne in the mix who, I mean, he had a, he had a decent career <laughs> and fuck. Is he ever good? Pardon my French. Is he ever yeah. good on the mic? Like he's so good. He's so fluid and, you know, he doesn't skip a beat. He's very polished and, you know, obviously he's, he's, oh, he's just, he's the best. Like he, he, in, he brings in that camaraderie and, and, and just that he brings it to that next level, just like he did when he played and to have him even involved given with, I'm sure how many people are tugging at the rope and, and how many people want him. And he's probably like, I just want to go golf and fucking live my life. Leave me alone. You know, haven't I done enough for the game for crying out loud, right. but for him to, you know, to, to show up to 24 broadcasts and hopefully more moving forward and, it just ended up catching fire and, and they put an awesome crew together that had so much chemistry. And I, I know I've kind of been long winded about this, but what the people at Turner are amazing. They are the best company to work for from a, you walk in the door, like, Hey, Hey biz, did you want anything to eat? Do I want anything? <laughs> Fucking right, man. That's what you're getting me. Lo- okay. All right, cool. That's, I mean, that's one other thing off my checklist. To, you know, the, to the, to the runners, to the, to the people where they line up the car to come get you to the, you know, to the, to the producers, to everybody from the people, to the janitors, everybody there is amazing. Everybody tugs on the rope and makes your experience that much easier and better. And that's in my opinion, why it all works. And it makes it so easy on everybody to just do and execute their job. The cameramen, the makeup girls, like it's, it's one happy family. 
And I am so grateful for the opportunity. And I could, I couldn't be given this more of a double barrel stroke off fest than I can. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I, I, meanwhile, at the end of the day, it all just comes down to like feed us and we're happy. Basically, that's what I took out of what you just said. Give us a meal and we're, and we, we say if I get best. my Starbucks latte <laughs> right before the show, I am. Um, and maybe a couple Red Bulls next to the desk. Oh, I am over the moon here, but <laughs> it's I, I couldn't say more positive things about it, buddy. I, I, I called the Z Michelle's she's been working there forever. She actually worked for the Thrashers and I've been doing my rounds after decompressing after that amazing season. I said that was one of the best years of my life just to be able to do everything, how receptive you guys were to the podcast and how silly we were and how we were able to snap it around. And um, just, just very grateful, buddy. That's the, that's I, the word I'm looking for. I could sit here and toot my own horn and say that I basically said every day for years that you were going to be a huge media star. And I turned out to be right, but you know, you're the guest. So I'll, I'll not pat myself on the back right now. By the, that's why like when you reach out, it's like, I always want to come back on. Cause like you, you showed so much love as you know, a lot of people on Twitter did. And, um, you know, well, I'm so grateful for the, the the positive people that, you know, encourage me to keep going and doing what this is. Like, I love it. I have a crazy motor in a sense of like, I'm hyper-focused and I, I just love it. Like it's, it, yeah, yeah. I get a lot well, of enjoyment. I, what I love about it is besides your success and you getting what you deserve and you being entertaining and, and going on like a large scale, which you're already on with Barstool. But what I like about it is I like hearing that TNT lets you do what you want. TNT knows what to, I mean, everyone knows TNT knows what they're doing based off of the inside the NBA show. Now they come up, they get the NHL, they got to put this show together. And it's refreshing to hear that they let you do your thing because so in broadcast television and sports, especially executives want to change people. They don't want any issues. They want cookie cutter. So it's awesome to hear that you had the opposite experience this year. Yeah. And, and, Listen, in, inside the NBA, they've won. They've done so much. They set the bar, and they were, you know, they they were the, the the founding fathers of it all. And what they don't do is they don't tell you to tell you how to act or tell you what personality that, that you are on camera. And and it's more of a conversation. It's it's supposed to be fun. And and that was the message early on. And and just going back to them, they were so nice to us when we were we would be there in the same days. And then also for Charles to jump on that first ever broadcast, I think that he came out in the second segment and just watching how he carried himself and how he was and and the amount of stress it alleviated off us all because we were new to this and we were nervous. It, It set the tone for the whole year. And right from that second segment on, it was just like, wow, like, thanks, Charles, for kind of setting the tone. And, and it took a big weight off our shoulders. And I think that that's why we were able to take a deep breath and, and you know, have the success. I mean, I don't know how you base that. I had a blast. And then I guess they were happy with the numbers. So I guess I don't really know how you base it on uh, if, if, you're, if you're talking about that. So tell me a couple of things about you. Was it a challenge at all doing chiclets where – you guys do long form. You can go like two, two and a half hours on a show and you can pretty much say what you want. You don't really have any rules there. And then you go to TV where even though TNT is giving you freedom, there are still rules. There's still things you can't say and do. The segments are tighter. Was it, a, is, was it a challenge bouncing back and forth and how, if, and how much time did it take you to get settled into the TNT way of doing it so like we talked about the let them letting us be us like sometimes i would definitely run long early i probably still do i, don't I remember know. one clip yeah that went viral and they were trying on. to like get, they got me the shot clock and they started Wait. ragging on me which is which is awesome 
I mean, that's what the way it right. is in a locker room, and that's what should be happening if I'm if I'm going beyond my time. But you know, I don't have a problem ragging on myself either. I was taking too long to formulate my opinion because we're talking on a podcast normally, which is you know two two and a half hours. We're able to articulate our thought, or so I think anyway. Um, <laughs> but that the you know I'm originally like I'm French Canadian. I'm like 50-50 English and French. So already I have a difficult time with the English language. So there's like one filter that I have to try to run it through. Then there's the the locker room where I'm swearing every other word and I've done so a few times this podcast. Hopefully You're allowed to curse here. It's fine. On there. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to get you in trouble. No, so no. then I, now I have to run it through basically two filters. So I do sometimes, you know, get stuck or especially early on was learning. And sometimes I would just say it and, you know, I get pee pee whacked in the back after if I maybe went a little bit overboard and they get me back on track. So yes, there was definitely some adjustments early on and, and still, uh, you know, how we're supposed to talk over the clips. So after absorbing everything I did through year one, like I want to go back and, and we, you know, we want to get better and we want to learn how to maybe tighten things up and maybe where I could be better on talking over the clips and maybe not getting so drawn into describing what's happening. Cause the viewer can see that, but keeping it more conversational. So buddy, I, I, there's always work to be done and, and I, and I want to try to keep getting better. And that's why, why I'm so excited is we, we, yeah. you can't, you can't force chemistry and, they they were somehow able to find that early on and put a, the misfits together and I think that we were able to at least in year one find a lot of it and everybody seems willing to put more time and energy into making it the show overall better. If I'm not mistaken, I think you only cursed once on the air the whole season too. I I dropped a couple by accident, like I dropped an f bomb when we were actually in Edmonton uh, live for the conference finals. Oh, I, so I okay. I don't remember. I remember you saying shit, I think, on one early show. Yeah, I dropped an S-bomb, but I, so we were in Edmonton and they lost and it was three nothing now at that point. So we did the show outside at the end of the game to show how passionate these fans were and talk was breaking down a clip and a, a beer can came whizzing by his ear and oh. hit the desk. And I was like, and I, when we came back, I'm like, round of applause for talk to keeping it together while that beer can <laughs> whizzed by his ear. Like, and I said, holy, fuck. and and then I was like, and nobody really commented on everybody was more flustered by the can. So I was right. like, oh, geez, it, yeah, yeah. maybe they hit the panic button and, and got it cut out. And that's why you didn't hear it. But definitely something that on the podcast, I just let fly. So I, I need yeah. to learn how to transition it over. And, and I'm still doing so. No, you did good. You did good. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> 
Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Did you get any feedback from TNT people about what you should do differently or improve upon or what they want to see more of you because obviously you have this big, big personality and you don't want to step all over your co-host. So there's a balance there too. And it's not like the, you know, on a podcast, like, you know, on Chicklets, you could say to someone, Oh, you know, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Does that, you know, you got to be a little more measured on TV. Well, any feedback like that, what kind of feedback did you get about? Yeah. I, I think that throughout the whole year, everybody, you know, it, it was such a good team. Like everybody communicated like between me, Liam Anson, um, you know, when, when Wayne was there and, and talk, and I would probably say that, that uh, talk, from just from that coaching background and i know i talked about ace's career i mean obviously talk had a heck of a career as well he's hall of fame with the with the philadelphia flyers might be a hall of famer by the time it's all said and done and won it as a he actually the, the nhl leader in gordy howe hat tricks with 18 18 games he That's got a lot. goal and assist and a fight so he's there's a little nugget for you yeah but hmm from that coaching mentality in some cases where he maybe noticed that we could improve in some areas, he would, he would speak up and mention it. Um, even sometimes when we were doing demos, but just collectively as a group, just communicating, you know, where each guy can improve. And, you know, they, I know they made cracks about me and the shot clock, but that's probably just feedback and like, Hey, be self-aware. Like don't take too much oxygen to the point. And sometimes where I'm saying, boys, like, I don't think we're going to have enough time in this segment for, for ACE and, talk to articulate on their points if i chime in i don't need to talk here you guys kind of take it over because it was your point and i want you guys to drive it home and and or you guys go and i'll just kind of feed off of the back end of it on on the third point just quickly before we we roll out so understanding that the time element the making sure you're paying the bills uh you know driving the bus accordingly I'm I'm still learning in motion, but the communication and the help from everybody early on was how we were able to get better and better at it. Yeah, I mean that's I'm I, I I'm out, I'm looking forward to watching you next year because I know you'll be even better. I want to talk about chicklets a little bit before we get to that. So wh what's going on with you and the Ranger fans? Because I'm here in New York. I yeah, see you on I Twitter. Just, yeah, I, I don't. Just, you could be. You could say whatever you want. I don't care. I'm not going to be offended. Like, is it, it specifically Ranger fans? You have an issue with New Yorkers? What's going on here, Biz? No. So 
I, I can go back to where the the this year I kind of stirred it up, and I like stirring it up with fan bases if I think that they're out of line in some regards. Like I got it with uh, with Sabres fans about the Eichel situation, right. and I think that we can all admit that that any New York fan base just maybe from living in New York is a little bit more wound up and intense than other fan bases to the point Fair. where maybe Fair. they'll sucker somebody outside of a building for well, wearing the opposing team's jersey. I well, listen. I like, can't sanction that one. Well, like, it, I know, know it, ha- it happened in the Lightning series. I don't know if you yeah. saw the clip. Of course, I saw it's, the clip. It's, 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 it's something that I would imagine happens at like Dodgers games, at Yankees games. Uh, RA, Rear Admiral, one of our hosts, or our host of Spit and Chicklets, he said that he went to a, a Boston Red Sox games at Yankee Stadium and he was told by his buddy, hey, if you're sit- sitting in certain sections, I probably wouldn't be wearing Boston gear. You're not mm-hmm. saying that for every fan base. So they're a little bit more wound up than normal fan bases. So on one of the broadcasts, and you'll get this for most fan base, if you don't stroke off their fan base on the broadcast, because they're used to watching their home network all, all the time, right. you're anti their team. Like, I care who wins the Stanley Cup other than a few teams that I'm rooting for. Like, I don't, right. I have no say in this. So I mentioned how they were uh, on the one of the broadcasts, how I'm like, hey, they kind of play a little bit of a riverboat gambler style of game where they could score some goals by playing like that, but they sure they sure do let their goaltender out to dry, which is proved by the eye test and analytics. That's why Shosturkin it, it will, is up for the heart and more than likely will win the Vesna. And oh man, did they come out? Oh yeah, bragging on the rail. Like, like, oh, what do you know? You don't watch the Rangers. Look at this graph chart. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And there and a couple that had, you know, 15, 20,000 on Twitter. And then you see the reaction they're getting and all these mm-hmm. other people piling on. I'm saying, you're you're gonna freaking get sensitive about me saying that that I would be weary about playoff time when you're playing against better teams. So then I said, okay. Let's let's kick it up. So I started calling them scumbags, which some yeah. of them are. They're comp- some of their fans are complete sub- scumbags, including the guy who knocked the guy out outside the stadium because he had a Tampa Bay Lightning's jersey on, and then he wore his Rangers T-shirt to the court appearance. By the way, um, I'm not surprised by that. Not surprised, and just calling them fugazis because they got completely outplayed against Pittsburgh. I test and analytics once again and relied on, on goal. And they beat a third string goalie in the Penguins. So I just kept piling on, calling them the Fugazis, and they went nuts. And that's kind of how the whole thing played out. And then they lost in the conference finals, and I couldn't okay, be happier but, about so, it. So, but let me ask you this. When the Rangers went up 2 nothing on the Lightning, were you soiling yourself a little bit? I I said, I'm like, oh my goodness, this might be a team of destiny. And no, they're not Fugazis. They're definitely not Fugazis. Their fans are still scumbags. But I commend this young group to go far beyond expectations in a year where I thought they were probably going to lose. I thought they were going to lose first round for sure. Then I thought Carolina was going to beat them, but they made it to the conference finals. And uh, hey, all the credit to those players. You, you know, Adam Fox is a stud. They got they got Shesterkin. They're going to be a good team for many years to come, and that fan base is going to be a thorn in my side. But I am looking forward to going toe to toe with them. I like reminding them that I think they have one cup in the last eighty six years, and they needed half of those championship Edmonton Oilers to get the job done with Mark Messier and crew. <clears throat> and they can kiss my ass. 
I That's can't. I, I, we need to get you in the middle of Madison Square Garden. I'll make. I'll, I'll make a bet next year where if they end up winning the Stanley Cup, I'll let Rangers fans egg me in the middle of of, of Times Square. I'll no, let you throw the first egg, Jim. I'm not. I, 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 let a Ranger. Let a Ranger fan do it. I don't. Want, I don't want to egg you, but I'll be there to watch and cover it. That's for you're, sure. You're what a uh, uh, Devils fan? I don't really have a hockey team. I, I, the only team I really root for anymore in my entire life is the Yankees. As I've gotten older, teams have peeled can off. We make you know you a, can we make like you a, an honorary Coyotes fan for in sure. the hockey world? Sure. Can I, I can make you care about the Coyotes? Care might be a little strong. You know what it is? Who, like, do you, let me ask you this. Do you follow other sports closely? I know the NFL you do because I know you're a big Packers fan. Yeah, I, know you I, watch I, NFL. I, I think it's hard to ignore the NFL. I don't know how people can like die hard follow four, five, six sports. But like, don't, how do you have all this time in the world? I don't understand. Like, especially like the NBA and the NHL and, and Major League Baseball are very time consuming, very time consuming. It's every night. I think that uh, they do an incredible job of marketing their players. I just think that where, where you're seeing hockey thrive is the parody and the way that the league set up from a competitive standpoint. And since you not, not as much hopping around where where it's more of a traditional sport. I, I mind you, the personalities in each of the sports, you can't even come compare them as far as like how massive NBA guys. Right. Right. I'm hoping that more of that comes about. But hockey players are so refined and so afraid to be the individual to stick out and. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure the NHL players are getting wings and going to strip clubs as well. I would, I would, uh, yeah, I would say that there are some, I think that, uh, I think that what, ha what has happened is, is players have become uh, more so rocket nerds and of how they're so hyper-focused about the right. sport. And I also don't blame them for where sports is getting. So I think that, especially in the NHL teams are less um, likely to sign guys as they get older, where they're more likely to give them the paydays early on. You're not really seeing if a guy's a superstar, they're not having to sign a bridge deal. They're basically like, hey, pay me now. And right. by the time you're 30 year old news, and that's why the game, in my opinion, has gotten so fast and skillful. I tend to think it does lack a little bit of experience. They're willing to, to but the, the, the dollars, the dollars are getting so big that these guys are like, hey, I'm not going to party and rip lines and, and do all this crazy nonsense and drink i'm just going to dial it in for 10 years right. i'm going to cash out and then i can go live you know 50 60 more years with with you know 50 100 sheets in the bank i mean listen it's a bad example to use because he's the greatest quarterback of all time but i would imagine every athlete sees tom brady getting 375 million dollars from fox and thinks to themselves you know i'm sure you take the top level players whether it's aaron Rodgers, lebron actually i give him credit he came right out and said hell yeah i saw that deal and now it's making me think about getting into media like that's the honest reaction there and i would imagine in every sport when they see that kind of money being thrown around to broadcasters current athletes have to think to themselves, you know, because you don't want to do anything in your career, obviously, when you're playing, that hurts you playing, but you also, you know, you got to set up, you did it perfectly. You have to set up a post-playing career as well, and now the money in broadcasting is is crazy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, seeing those types of deals, I mean, football and basketball, you're in a different stratosphere, but yeah, it, it's amazing, and I think that, uh, I think that, 
the problem with with maybe where hockey was behind a little bit was there was never enough money in it to entice the the Wayne Gretzky's or the Brett Halls or the you know obviously obviously Gretzky's doing it now Chelios Hall Messier they've done it before but to make them maybe seriously passionate about it where listen I'm when you if I if I would have made a hundred million playing and they're saying hey for three hundred grand do you want to go you know put in fifty shifts a year and and work hard I'd say yeah lick my nuts. Right. I made a hundred sheets, man. No thanks. I'm gonna go hit the links. But now it's I think that 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 the former players and the legends are maybe reconsidering it and and maybe want to work to get better at it and invest time doing it. Right. Hockey has never. It was more for guys being like, hey, I I kind of have to have a job. Right. Well, I'm glad you didn't make a hundred million because now we got you on TV and you couldn't tell them to lick your nuts. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's talk about chicklets for a little bit. I hope they don't take that the wrong way as if I would have told. I, you know what I'm saying? I, I didn't mean to I say it so exactly. aggressively. Yeah. No, no. I'm just kind of like uh, 300 grand. I got 100 sheets. No, I'm, I'm going to make that an interest next month. I'm I sit here every single day and I'm, I'm, I am blown away by athletes who make all this money and do all this stuff to promote other things. I mean, Brady's out there. Brady today was doing a bunch of interviews to promote Hertz. Like, really, really? Yeah, I, I so so I I I also view it differently, right? I don't know. I I think that I don't know why these guys like. I think that all of them want to be a billionaire, right? I think they like the billionaire tag. Well, I mean, the minute no, LeBron, no. the minute LeBron did it, every news outlet have it. It's like I think that they want people to know that they're a billionaire. So like. If you're wanting people to know that to that regard, I think that there's obviously a lot of ego involved. Um, but in the same breath, with all those accomplishments, like, yeah, go see where you can bring it and the experiences and the different amazing things and places it can bring you in life. And the the sports eventually end, right? So, and Brady's a genius for doing all and getting ahead of all this because he's a, he, he's a marketing genius just as, as much as he is a football genius. And, he, and he's now going to be able to capitalize off everything he's done off the, the field tenfold and work one-tenth the amount right? Um, through, the, through the broadcasting size. Right. I, I have strictly done it from a, from a financial perspective and, and, and been grateful about trying to, to, to have more creativity and more control over what I'm doing. Yeah. That's all you know I'm doing it, it for. You know what it is? For me, I, what I need to get past is that what really changed the game for everyone, obviously you know this better than anyone, is social media because – the top guys are using social media to promote, you know, Tom Brady's social media is all about promoting his stuff. So I think it just makes it so easy for athletes to do that. Um, you uh, know, I, I, that, I see you I on you your have, social media. I think that you have to have a personality that you're willing to put yourself out there like that. 100%. I think that he, his, his, what, why Brady's is awesome is because he, he, he like gained all that notoriety by winning and then he did it. So it was like, well, dude, this guy's got five rings. He can he can be TikTok, and we're all gonna right. be like, oh my god, there's handsome Tom Brady TikToking with his kids. This is amazing. And as far as the social media is concerned, he's done a great job in snapping it around by these different types of commercials he's done, or internet viral clips, or the golf, you know, uh, drone shot. His team, his team is genius. Now he's going after the clothing market. Why wouldn't you go after the clothing market if you're him? Uh, I think uh, I think that I don't know if uh, Lululemon was just bought, 
But I yeah, want to yeah. say Lululemon's doing like five billion dollars a year in sales, or that's the projection at least for the next couple of years. My only point is, do he you ever get he to? Could, he could he could create a billion dollar clothing brand, right? Or Absolutely. Two billion. My, my only point is, do you ever get to the point where you're like, okay, I've had enough of this shit. I just want to live my life and not have to deal with. That's that's why I said, like, I, I don't know. It's hard for me to say because you don't know also what what when somebody's saying, hey, man, here's a five million dollar check to go do a, uh, a couple Hertz meet and greets. And you're going to be right. in this commercial and it's going to air on Super Bowl. <laughs> I right. mean, I don't know. It's hard to say no. And it's like, so I'll say it this way, like. I think that one day I'll be able to walk away and want to pick up golf, but I also don't know if I'm going to be the guy who wants to golf five, six times a week. Right. So some right. guys, if they're not into golf, it's what else are you going to do? You're going to go drink yeah. with your buddies or are you going to go make a bunch of money so you can kind of keep the tab running on, on doing other fun, crazy stuff. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of it I, is once you hit a certain lifestyle, you want to keep that lifestyle up. Yeah. I've, I've always said, and, and I, I know I got a couple of people close to me who disagree with me because they say that I have to keep my mind going. I'm a maniac. But I always said, hundred sheets. See you later. You'll never see me again. You'll never. I'll not. I won't be tweeting. I won't be I would, doing nothing. Yeah. See you later. I would hope so. A, yeah. Actually, that's when you should be tweeting. Then, no, then you can't. Then you can tweet whatever you want. No ramifications. Um, yeah, but also I'm Canadian, and I'm a little bit. As much as I go at people and I tell people to fuck off who come at me, I, I also like you know I kind of want to. I'm just a Canadian kid at heart. <laughs> you know i just want to go back to victoria in the summers and golf a little bit and hang out with my buddies and you know do, do live a little so a canadian kid who who's part of one of the most popular podcasts around smitten chicklets you guys get everybody on there who have is there anyone you haven't gotten yet that you want to get on there oh i i would love to keep the podcast going so i where i see it maybe going is because Wit's got a couple kids and he's going to want to be around his kids more as they keep growing up. So maybe not doing as much as the, the, the videos and, and, and when I do them doing on my own, but always doing the podcast uh, to at least we're doing it during the hockey season. And it, hopefully on each show, always interviewing a guy. Cause what you find is, is, you know, I want to get Brett Hall on. I, I want to get, uh, you know, Steve Eiserman. I want to get Brandon Shanahan. And the list of legends goes on. So you still have a lot of guys you want to, you haven't had on. Tons, but on. also the ones where it's like, hey, man, I hear, I heard this guy who played in the ECHL for 15 years and he's an unreal storyteller and he's got like five iconic minor hockey league stories. Those guys are the ones that end up flooring you the most. So, yeah, there's there's white whales out there that we don't even know about who we haven't even gotten yet. We had a guy on the podcast, Tim Stapleton, who was buddies with wit. And he's just a little, little skilled thing. And Oh man, is he a funny bastard? And, and he's got great delivery. And it just so happens that at the end of his career, he played in Russia in the KHL and the KHL has gotten better. But at the time, buddy, you, you had guys uh, who owned the teams who were coming down the locker room and, and, and with a machete, or, a, or a, um, like an AK-47 gun and pointed at players. You better, like, speak in Russian. Like, you better wake the fuck up. You'd go out there and fight somebody. You fucking put, like, crazy billionaire corrupt owners and um, guys not getting paid for weeks on end. Uh, guys taking out the cash or, or taking their cash home at the end of the year who was a goaltender and, and stuffed their pads full of the money to, to fly it over without having to pay taxes. So, he ends up coming on our podcast and lets like five or six of these unbelievable KHL stories fly about him doing the 
the Russian gas, like one of the drugs that they use to dope. And he right. goes, buddy, he goes, you, you, you feel like you have iron lungs and you, you know, you feel you're, you feel the best you've ever felt in your life. No wonder these guys are doing all these vitamins and shit over <laughs> here and, you know, get me on the, the Olympic regimen. And then he told, uh, he told one about how they gave him, they give you a place to live there and how, when he was leaving on the road and he would come home, he thought he had a ghost in his place because the furniture would always be moved a little bit. And then he came home earlier from a road trip and there was a family staying at his apartment when they were going on the road. So that's why his furniture was. Oh my moved. God. Yeah. But he had to come home and he had to sleep on the couch one night with them there. Cause he'd pulled his groin on the road and they, they flew him home early. And this guy had no clue. He just assumed like, you know, he's not paying yeah. attention to the team. He's just following their schedule when he can live there with, a, with his you know, three kids and his wife. Yeah. So, you know, he, 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 so those are the types of guys. So as far as interviews are concerned, I want to keep this podcast going as long as, as, as I'm doing anything. And even maybe when I'm done with it all, just to hop on once a week and, and, and shoot the breeze with, yeah. with all these funny characters. We maybe don't know anything about you. You would, you would, if it ever ended, you would miss it because you've built this thing into this, you know, into this big, big thing with the, with the hockey community. What about, I'll, I'll let you go after this one. If you could have on any non-athlete, who would you want to, who would you want to have on? Who would you love? What celebrity non-athlete would you love to interview? I don't think he would. I, I I probably wouldn't say this one because I don't know if he would be like how much he would divulge. I would love to interview Daniel Day Lewis. Really, he's my he's my favorite actor. Okay. Um, but but do you think he'd be a good guest? That's why. That's what I'm concerned about. So that was the selfish answer from the podcast right. perspective. I would probably say Barack Obama. Really? Yeah, Why? I just I just think he's a fascinating guy and 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 how he was able to carry himself through how I couldn't even imagine the amount of stress and and and, and the weight of the world on his shoulders being the first black president, all of it, all of it. This is I, this is definitely the grown-up biz. We've got grown-up Oh biz. yeah, I just yo yeah, he, I think he's I think he's he's so cool. I he just the way he carries himself, I think he's right. he's witty and I would just yeah, I would like to interview Barack I thought Obama. you might go for like a Leonardo DiCaprio or No, cuz I don't cuz I think it, when you're a movie star like that, it, you, you see him sometimes he has to do these like tours when he a movie's coming out and he looks right. so disinterested. I think that he could give two fucks about that stuff. Yeah, he doesn't that's care. True. He's he's so I, I think that uh, I think Barack Obama for an hour would be awesome. Now I would I would have said Charles Barkley, but he has agreed where he is going to come on our show. So I am so excited for that one. He won't come um, on mine. He won't. I don't know. I've tried to get him for like four years. He's like, there's another guy though. He's getting asked and pulled in a million. Oh yeah, directions. I, know, I know. I actually cornered him at TNT and 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 I had a knife out and I said, "You're <laughs> coming on my podcast, you motherfucker." That, and he said, "All that's right." That's the way to that's he probably liked that if you did it that so way. I'll let you into TNT with my badge yeah, and you yeah. corner him with a knife and see if it works out for you. <laughs> I'll do anything at this point. All right, give me a Stanley Cup prediction before I let you go. I got abs in seven. All right. I, I I if you had a if you had a gun to my head though, and you said life or death, I would probably pick Tampa in seven. I I just I'm I'm I just got an inkling. My heart's telling me abs in seven. I hope Nathan McKinnon wins his first cup. Does it does it hurt a little bit that TNT you and TNT are out of it now and it's all ESPN air the Stanley Cup finals? Or are you like, you know what, I could use the break. I, I'm ready to veg out on my couch and 
no, I think everything happens for a reason. Uh, and I think that the, the emotional and the whole ride itself, I think it ended at a perfect time. And, you know, we hadn't really done that as a group together. So I think it's going to give us the perfect experience uh, moving into next year to get it. And, uh, and yeah, no, I'm, uh, mm. I'm, I'm happy that we got the time off. I still got to do chicklets though. Chicklets. We still got a couple weeks here left and banking yep. some interviews and going to NYC for a couple live streams, which I got one tonight. Game one, baby. Be careful when you're here in NYC. If any of those Ranger fans see you, just I got full team security head on a swivel, head on a swivel. I'm, I'm, I'm wheeling around like Mayweather's money team. Now I got, I got seven security guards. <laughs> uh, well, you're walking down sixth Avenue. I'm, I'm, I will be worried for you. All right. All right. And, and you're honorary uh, coyotes fan. We're going to yeah. get one coyotes tweet a month, which is not that much. Not That's much not at all. Much. Right. And you're, you're going to lead the way. If, if Rangers win the cup next year, I will allow Rangers fans to egg me. All right. at, uh, I'll be there for that square. for sure. You can All hand right. over the eggs. Maybe we'll do yeah, five yeah. bucks in eggs for uh, for charity or something. That that sounds good. That I'm down. That I'm down with. All right, Biz. Appreciate it. Good luck uh, with uh, everything you got going on. Appreciate you coming on, buddy. Thank you for having me. And and My we pleasure. touched on it earlier. I appreciate all the support throughout throughout the years. You you crush it, and you know I, I love your stuff as well, man. You're you're a G, and uh, <laughs> keep maybe more of the swimsuit stuff, but that's just me. Hey, maybe well, you know. got to be careful. <laughs> There's old now. Biz. Yeah, the old, old, we, we got the old biz. We had to get yeah. a little old biz. Yeah. 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 Come All on. Right. A little bit more swimsuit edition. Come on. All right. You got it. All right. Thanks, biz. Love you, buddy. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance... Stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. 
Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. All right, join me now for our weekly train of thought segment from WFAN and SNY in New York. My buddy Salakata. Sal, how are you? Yeah, not bad. You know, you, everything all right? Yeah, I can't complain right now. Yeah. You know, summer's coming. It's it's a dead time in sports, but it's a good time to, you know, relax, enjoy the weather. Now, you like this. I thought you liked the winter better. I do. I hate the summer. Right. <laughs> well, here's why I hate. I hate the summer because I don't like being hot. And mis- I'm already covered in mosquito bites. Like, uh. I-, I like the thought of summer. I'm a- I like the thought. I'm like, oh, you know what? It's a beautiful morning. Let's get the coffee, go outside, get the iPad. Let's go. And then in three seconds, I'm like eating alive, cursing up a storm and going back in the house. It's been very humid too. like summer is spring is nice. Spring and fall and summer, it gets too humid around here. But either way, I can't complain because I'd rather have this than dealing with the crap, windy, freezing cold weather that we've had uh, for a while. So welcome. It with open arms. So. Drew McGarry, who used to write for Deadspin many, mm. many, many years ago in during the Hot Clicks days, wrote one of my all time favorite columns about hating summer. And when I read it, I, I never had a piece hit me like he talked about <laughs> all like it, it. I mean, and you'll know this. It's so much worse when you have kids because when you, your, your, your kid is still young. But once your kid gets the age where you're going to the pool, you're going to the beach carrying all the crap, all that. But he just, the way he hit everything about everyone takes off, like there's every schedule, there's no like set schedule in the summer. Like if you, like your radio, favorite radio hosts are usually off half the summer. Right. Your TV hosts are off half the summer. Nothing's normal in the summer. Then on top of, you know, your clothes are sticking to you 24 hours a day because of the humidity, kids all over the place. <laughs> And I used to post it every year, and I haven't the last few years, but I should go find it and um, post it. If anyone's listening to this and they want to read it, hit me up on Twitter and I'll send it to you. But, you know, when I'm at the pool, I'm fine. And if I'm at the beach, I'm fine. But other than that, like, I I don't like being hot. I think it's because I'm fat, but I just don't ever like to be hot. Like, No, because you have to wear suits. We have people that go to work with their suits. It's just... No, it is. I'd rather be cold because you could get warm easy right. with the heat. It's hard to adjust. If I'm cold, I put on a hoodie and I'm fine. If I'm hot, I could be buck naked. I'm not going to be cool. <laughs> like, that's the problem. So whatever. Um, all right. A couple of topics. I want to read some Apple reviews. But first and foremost, I know you're a huge, huge, huge Adam Sandler fan. Did you watch Hustle yet? I did. Did you see it? I did not. I don't know if I will. So I want you to give us a review. I thought it was good. Now, remember, we talked about the I think you and I talked about the premiere or whatever. And I was like, oh, I had no idea he was even coming out with a movie and it didn't look great. But then I heard reviews and, you know, me, it doesn't take a lot to get me. I, I mean, I'd watch it anyway for Sandler. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good movie. My wife checked out. She was not really paying attention to it. But I thought it was, was you know, was it a great movie? Was it one of Sandler's best? No, but he was good in it, and I found the story entertaining. I enjoyed it. So better? Uh, w- w- what did you like better? Hustle or um, <clears throat> what Uncut was the movie? Gems? Uncut Gems. Um, that's a great question. I would think uh, Uncut Gems was weird. Like, it had this dark 
this darkness to it. Uncut uh, this did not. This was had, this to me was a more like uplifting story. So I or a more a feel good story. So I like this one better than that. Different okay. movies, but I like I don't like the darker type stuff, especially with Sandler. So this was a uplifting underdog story that I enjoyed. See, I thought like you, I thought Uncut Gems was a little. I had some issues with Uncut Gems, the gambling stuff especially. But I thought he was tremendous in that movie. I don't know if Hustle is the kind of movie where I'm going to think this was a phenomenal Adam Sandler performance. You know, I never thought about that until after the fact. And, you know, sometimes I get the same thing with like watching Will Smith during, uh, you know, the tennis movie, whatever it was that he just won for. And you know, it's him going in, but then you're watching the movie and you forget that it's him. I was not watching Hustle thinking it's Adam Sandler, which is weird. And I know he looks a little different with his beard or whatever, but it's still the Sandman. And I just... So I think that that's a credit to him and his acting job that I wasn't thinking Billy Madison or Happy Gilmore. I was thinking what I was in the movie. So I give him credit for that. What is your favorite Sandler movie? Uh, I'd probably go Billy Madison. It's got to be either. I mean, I love uh, Big Daddy was great. I love um, Fifty First Dates, uh, The Weddings. I mean, I love them all, but but the originals are, you know, the, any of those top three or whatever, or first three are, are my, my favorite. Mine is The Wedding Singer. And it's funny because my nieces now, they'll watch older. My older niece especially will watch 80s movies. Like she likes The Breakfast Club. The younger one is a much tougher mm. critic. And they, they'll ask me every now and again for like an old movie recommendation. And I thought about The Wedding Singer because I love that movie and I figure it's not too inappropriate. But then I realized they're not going to enjoy like for me, The Wedding Singer. It's like all those 80s songs taking back to my they're not going to know them. So it's a bad one. You know, all I'd right. like to get them to watch that, but I don't think they'll have the appreciation for it. That's yeah, interesting. I didn't, I didn't yeah. think of it like that. Um, I, I don't watch the MLS. I don't think you do either, but I just want to bring up this Apple deal real quick. I've said this for many, 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 many years. If you're a sports fan, just be prepared that you are, if you like every sport, that you are in for a rough, rough time because they're putting every single MLS game on streaming. Now, I do believe the games are free. You don't need Apple TV Plus. It's just on the Apple TV app, so you're not going to have to pay. But this comes down to, again, is that how you want to watch a game? I know I'm old, so I don't. But man, if I was an MLS fan, that would just. Can you imagine any? Can you imagine if they put like every MLB game on a, on Apple, and that's how you got to watch it? I mean, it would be annoying, but we figured out. I'll tell you this: last week, I think the Mets were on Apple on Friday. I want to say it was either Friday or Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friday night. Friday. And you know, I I threw it on it, and I was thinking to myself after I threw it on, should I really be complaining about this? Like, it's not that difficult. What it is oh doing though is hurting the older fan who yeah. doesn't know how, doesn't care to be bothered, those type things. You or I, it's a little different. We're tweeting. Well, we can get it done. Now, on Friday night, the Mets were on Apple and the Yankees were on Amazon Prime. Now, right. you being a New York host, I know you like to keep tabs on the Yankees, even though you're a Met fan, because you need to do that. So w- w- did you check in on the Yankee game at all? 
No, because I was out uh, Friday night after work, and then I got home late, and the Mets were on the West Coast. Which oh, is, okay, so that's okay. why I happened. You know, I got home, everybody was sleeping. You know, I was not not sleepy, and I threw the game. I was right. like, oh, all right, the Mets are on. I got to. Unfortunately, I got to go to Apple TV, but I did it, and it you know took an extra what five seconds. And right. I was thinking I probably shouldn't be complaining about this as much as I am. It's just an inconvenience. <laughs> that's the only problem that I have. Right, with it. But right. if we're all <laughs> if we're all streamed on there, that's the way we got to go eventually. I mean. I guess oh, we're headed there. Do. We're headed yeah. there. Um, I just, I don't know. I feel bad for older people. I really do. Yeah. I, I Anytime the Yankees are on prime, I go on Twitter and I just search to see what people are saying. And, you know, people will just like, where's the game? I mean, I have people my age who text me, where, where's the game today? Now, do you, well, that's annoying. And that's my issue with the Yankees is that they're all over. All over the place. They're on cable. You know, they're on yes. They're on Prime. They're on Apple TV. What's the other one that streams? Isn't there another one out there? Who? who whatever. Who knows what? Peacock. It is. Peacock. Peacock. There you go. Peacock. All right. They're all over the place. So it's hard to yeah. keep up. I will say though, one of the great devices that I've used for years is the Apple TV box, not the app. The the little right. Apple TV box. Right. It's because you just you. And now I know there are other devices that I get to the same thing, but I'm familiar with this. I love the interface. You download them. They're, the apps are all right there. All you got to do is turn the thing on, make sure your password is up to date or whatever. And you could just click prime. You could go to Apple TV, whatever, but it's still streaming. It's, you know, not how I want to watch a perfect example. Right before we tape this, I watched you on SNY hosting baseball night, in New York. When it's a commercial, I go, oh, let me go see the, what episode of the office is on comedy central. Then I go back to you. Oh, I'm not into this topic. Let me go. Then I go. That's how I watch TV. I don't want I don't sit there just watch something and put the remote down. It is but. funny that you bring up an excellent point. Streaming is for the younger audience yeah. who who have clearly a they don't have the attention span that we used to have. And when you stream games, you need that long attention span to dive into the game like you said i'm right. watching the Mets game i'm not flipping it you can't flip back you got to get right. out of the app go into another app find another like there is no back and forth so it is weird how it does play to a younger audience but at the same time you know they they expect to sit there and watch a game straight for three hours discover betmgm the betting app sports fans in the capital region turn to for non-stop action all winter long Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, 
6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. On WFAN in New York, golf is not usually a major topic. When you do the overnights, are you getting any calls about the live golf thing? No. I mentioned it once last week uh, and basically just saying that how can you blame somebody for taking 200 million bucks? And I get all that wrong about it, but come on. Uh, and nobody called about it. Now, this is the right. overnight. I mean, it's a more maybe hardcore sports audience following games. Uh, but no, I'm sure if I went at it a little bit longer, I could have got calls. But it was not the way that you would assume with that topic. Right. Now, Nationally, I cannot believe what a big story this has become. It's it's been the biggest story of the week basically nationally and uh i think it's just going to keep going if more pga players defect to live and the only thing is is the live is not on tv you have to watch it on facebook and youtube so i don't know it, see, I, I guess that's what you lose me yeah my interest in this story will be to see if a network gets in bed with them i will refuse to watch facebook that's where i have the major i will not go on facebook to watch right. anything Zero, yeah. like no excuse. Did you see just to finish up the golf? Did you yeah. see John Rom his comments? No, I think it was John. He, you, you should watch it. He had excellent. Now he's with the PGA Tour still, and gave an right. open and honest take, basically not blaming anybody for going to live, but how he's into the competitiveness of the PGA and the history of it. And right. there's, you know, is four hundred million or whatever the money is, is it going to change his lifestyle? And the answer was no. What he's doing now is all he ever wanted to do, basically. And he could do that with the money he makes through the PGA Tour. I just thought it was a very well, that, well thought out answer. I loved it. But that seems stupid. Four hundred million will change his life. Maybe, maybe I'm mean? maybe I'm off on the numbers there. But oh, okay, whatever. Okay. Like his, his point was that he's made enough. You know, now for Phil Nicholson who lost money gambling, he well, needs that, it made. Right. But that's, but for somebody who's got, is is it going to change Tiger Woods' life? No, that that's money? why no. he didn't go. Right. Okay. Well, that's right. So, so same thing for maybe Rom, where he looks at it and says, "Who knows what he? Let's just say he earns a hundred million a year. I have no idea. Yeah. Is another yeah. hundred million really going to change his lifestyle one way or another? Probably not. Whereas, as he said, no. Yeah, I. They need a TV deal or some kind of deal to if they're going to really be a player in all this and everyone got paid already anyway. So for, for live. So I it, like, if they do shitty in all these tournaments, it doesn't matter. That's, that's what I don't understand from a golf standpoint, but yeah, I don't know. Some money for it. I, you know, I, I always like to relate things, everything, you know, a lot of things back to wrestling. Like you, we, we have that in common. Yeah. I mean, the Phil Mickelson heel turn 
is fat. It's really NWO ish when he came out the other day, all black with the goatee. It was very like Hogan Hall and Nash, like full blown, like everyone, you know, has turned he knows on. that people and eh, people hate him now. And he went from the lovable. I used to love him more than Tiger. I have no opinion. Now. I guess I he's just like too. like, I don't know. He should just come out and say, listen, I made all these gambling. I have been all this gambling that I got to do something here. Right. All right, let's read uh, some Apple reviews. We got three here to read. Okay. That came in over the last week or so. Let's hear from the people. Um, and if you leave a review on Apple, I will read it on the pod with Sal. Here we go. This one is uh, Eric in Connecticut. I had to download iTunes just to leave a review after hearing Jimmy say the dinner party was his favorite Seinfeld episode. Five stars for being the only other person I've ever heard say that. Do you also agree that similar to The Office after Steve Carell leaves Seinfeld post Larry David is pretty unwatchable? The podcast itself is excellent. Great guests and interviews. The addition of Sal definitely helped as well. His complaining about family life during football season is very enjoyable. Jimmy, please keep up the fight against the streaming services. Every time I have to enter a code to log in, I die a little inside. Now, this Perfect. guy feels like someone I could be friends with. Eric, yeah. in, Conne <laughs> Eric in Connecticut. Uh, Eric in Connecticut. Yeah, we, we couldn't have written that better ourselves yeah. with that one. <laughs> meet me in, meet me at Sally's Pizza in New Haven one day, and we'll bond. Um, <laughs> the point about Carell and Seinfeld post Larry David, I've said this a million times. I hated the last. I, I would say the last two seasons of Seinfeld. I didn't. I didn't enjoy it all. I thought it got really over the top. Like people love that Frogger episode. I didn't like it. I know people love the Kenny Rogers roasters. I didn't love it. The Merv Griffin I did like, um, but yeah, I mean, obviously Larry leaving, I think hurt the show. I still think it was great. Didn't love the last two seasons. You're I will never say a bad thing about it. Now I'm not going to say that those seasons hold up to the prime episodes, but I enjoy them. So I, okay. I get why people complain about. It. I never thought that there was a major drop off. You still watch them and enjoyed it. No, eh, not really. I will say this. You know how here in New York, they're on channel 11 every night at 11 and 1130. If those, are on. If those are the, if they're the later seasons, I usually skip them. Interesting. All right. Uh, this review comes from DJ D squared 503. I post this on Instagram. If anyone follows me on Instagram, they may have seen it, but. I've been listening for a few years now, and Jimmy is the angry East Coast uncle I never knew I needed. His takes are spot on, and I enjoy the guests he brings on. Sal has been a great addition as well. All right. Yeah, I don't consider myself angry. Like, do I complain yet a lot? Absolutely. But I think of them as observations, not anger. I never in my life thought that you were ever angry. No, never. I just complain a lot. Yeah, but angry. Yes, complaining, yeah. bitching, moaning, whatever, but not not angry. All right, here we go. Last one. <clears throat> this is from uh, Phil from Long Island. I just finished listening to the May 5th episode with Katie Nolan. Another excellent episode. Jimmy always entertains, is knowledgeable, and keeps it interesting. I've been a listener since he took over for Dyche. However, I must say that some of your whining must stop. Your take on too many streaming services is completely valid. There are too many. It costs too much, and you need to make your choices. However, whining about it Again, uh, however, whining about a game, any that is streaming because you can't flip around is silly. I hope Phil didn't listen to the last segment. <laughs> this is the future. Keep up or get out of the way. I know it's the future. That's the problem. My other comment is about Sal, the resident whiner and yeller on WFAN radio overnights. What a miserable guy. He's the same on radio as on the podcast. At least he doesn't yell at Jimmy. 
like he does to some of his listeners, which he calls dopes and says, shut up and hang up. Enough with the complaints about the wife and kid. You knew this before you got married. If it bothers you that much to be missing out on so many sports-related shows, never mind, I won't say it. The interviews are fantastic. There are too many to name here, which are excellent. Listen to the Aikman Buck interviews. They are freaking awesome. I want more wrestling talk, less NBA. Nobody cares about basketball. It's dull, boring. And the plays today wouldn't stand a chance against the Jordan Bulls or 90s Knicks. They're soft. Anyway, thanks for reading. If you did, Jimmy, I hope you read this on your podcast. One more thing. I get a kick out of your complaints about the LIRR as a fellow Long Island guy. Keep it up. See, this is you wrote in to say I complain too much. And then you say you like the Long Island Railroad complaint. So your credibility right. is out the door. Yeah. Now, listen, your thoughts complains, about yeah, yeah. complaints about us complaining about everything and then enjoys the complaints about the LIRR. He bashed us for complaining and sent a review that was full of complaints. <laughs> right. See the irony there? His whole email review was a complaint. Every one of them. Complain, complain, I mean, complain, listen, complain. He, he has a fair point about, you know, you complaining on the overnights. Well, I, I, my retort to that would be you try working at 3 a.m. to you know 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. and dealing with people who call up. And I don't yell at everybody. But if you come on and, and are disrespectful from the get go, then or you say something stupid, I'm going to call you out. That's how it is, especially when I'm cranky. I'll no sleep at 3 is, in the morning. Is shut up and hang up your go to when someone pisses you off? No, I've been using uh, sometimes I don't even want to deal with it because I do after like, why do I even get into it? But believe it or not, people love that stuff. Like, I oh, get, yeah, yeah, they love it. When I call guys a moron or usually yeah. it's that you're moron or get lost or whatever. <clears throat> Every now and then someone will call Howard Stern and he'll say to the guy, I beg you, please cancel your subscription. <laughs> I, <he> goes, <laughs> <laughs> well say like i'm gonna call the serious xm office and get your subscription canceled i don't want you listening to my show anymore see i feel that way but i can't yes. say that i'm not howard so right, I can't right, do that. but right. believe me i'm thinking it and it's it, this guy you see that just like he said like you can't we can't complain about the apple because it's hard you know the streaming and all that stuff dude if you don't like it find something else to listen to like i'm not saying i don't want you to listen to me but stop complaining. If it were that bad or not entertaining, why would you listen? Go somewhere else. I, here's what I like about the guy. He writes in that I whine too much. He loves the podcast. I whine too much. You whine too much. And then he says, I hope you read this on the air. I, I like the balls. I like the balls. That's yeah. good. And I guarantee right. you, I guarantee you, he will love it and continue to listen to the podcast and continue to listen to the radio show especially now after the shout out, which look, I respect it. Everybody's entitled to their opinion, but the, the people, you know, what's funny though. You asked for it with the reviews. I don't ask for it with the callers. Right. I never asked for anybody to call me and tell me that they hate me or that I suck. That's right. great. Keep it to yourself. I'm unfortunately not gonna be able to please everybody. No, see, I'll take all the negative. If you leave, leave You could write a negative review, but leave five stars. That's all I ask. <laughs> all right, Sal, have a good week. We'll see you next week. And, uh, Stay calm on the overnights. All right. Thanks. Yeah, that All was right. a fun one. I'll talk take, to you later. Take it easy. All right. Thank you. Oh, Shelby, I'll do the intro outro right on this. I'll keep rolling. All right. I'll see you later. I'll talk to you later. All right. My thanks to Biz Nasty Paul Bissonette for coming on the pod. And my thanks to Salicata for joining me for my weekly train of thought segment. Good time with the fellas. Again, as you heard there on the train of thought segment, if you uh, leave a review on Apple, we'll read it during the pod. And if you missed any recent episodes, check them out in the archives. Brian Curtis from The Ringer last week, Richard Deitch two weeks ago, Joe Davis from Fox Sports three weeks ago. Subscribe to the pod and uh, leave a review again if you can. All right, that wraps it up. We'll see you next week right here on the SI Media Podcast. Stay safe and take care.
Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 